accused of personally approving murder on the streets of London. The conclusion that the Russian state was probably involved in the murder of Mr. Litvinenko is deeply disturbing. But is the president implicated in an assassination also responsible for theft on an extraordinary scale? He has fleets of things that almost no billionaire in the West would have. Vladimir Putin has been accused of looting his own country. Today, Putin behaves like a czar. Tonight, we investigate the truth about President Putin's riches. Why would it be kept secret? Because it belongs personally to Putin, not to the state. And for the first time, the Americans say what they really think about the Russian president. Is Vladimir Putin corrupt? In our view, yes. There is no other world leader like Vladimir Putin. Action man. Man of the people. And ruler of Russia. Vladimir Putin From Ukraine to Syria, Vladimir Putin's influence is being felt. He's faced countless accusations of corruption, but still has record approval ratings in Russia. What do you think of Vladimir Putin? But should the Russian people trust Vladimir Putin? President Putin's official income is around $100,000 a year, and yet he lives like the super-rich. He has a collection of expensive watches. Even his designer tracksuit costs $3,000. He has a level of living that is far in excess of anything anyone in the West would have, even the very richest. It's that kind of level that we see from Saudi princes. So how rich is Vladimir Putin? Well, it may be one of Russia's best-kept secrets, but one journalist came up with a figure. Stanislav Belkovsky claimed Putin had secret shareholdings in some of Russia's biggest companies. I met him in Moscow. I've got this information from my confidential sources. What figure did you come up with for Vladimir Putin's wealth? $40 billion of dollars in assets, not in cash, of course. I'm still sure Putin is the richest man in Europe, one of the richest men in the world. Putin himself dismissed the $40 billion claim. But a secret CIA report agreed with Belkovsky's figure. 
In their view, Putin was worth around $40 billion. Did you tell the CIA the details of your 40 billion figure? Oh, <laughs> I think CIA and uh, FBI have got this information separately <laughs> without my assistance. Russia's role in the Ukrainian conflict has led to closer scrutiny of Putin's finances. Many of his inner circle have faced financial sanctions from the Americans and the European Union. Now, the US won't publicly confirm the 40 billion figure, but they have told Panorama what they think about Putin's wealth. I'm not in a position to give you figures, but what I can say is that he supposedly draws a state salary of something like $110,000 a year. That is not an accurate statement of the man's wealth. Uh, and he has long-time uh, training and practices in terms of how to mask his actual wealth. Is Vladimir Putin corrupt? In our view, yes. How long has the United States uh, known that Vladimir Putin was, in your words, a, a corrupt figure? I think for many, many years. Russia dismisses this sort of talk as nonsense. But the fact that the Americans are finally labeling Putin as corrupt shows how bad relations have become. So what's the truth about Putin's money? Has Russia's president been making billions on the side? And if he has, where's it all hidden? I've come to Estonia to meet a man who says he knows about some of Putin's cash. He fled Russia after falling out with Kremlin insiders. Our contact helped Putin collect money from the super-rich. They all thought it was to pay for health care. But Sergei Kolesnikov says some of the donated cash was diverted and ultimately used to help build a billion-dollar palace for Putin. Regrettably, these funds, which were supposed to be invested in decent investment projects, to a significant extent, ended up being spent on a palace on the Black Sea coast. And here it is. President Putin says the palace is nothing to do with him. We've seen documents linking Vladimir Putin to the palace at the time it was built. They show a secret money trail, and it's claimed Putin was at the heart of it. These are documents from one of the offshore companies that diverted millions of dollars to the palace. And according to Kolesnikov, the owner of this company was Putin himself. The offshore company was overseen by Kolesnikov and his business partner, a Kremlin insider called Nikolai Shamalov. Shamalov said that he was taking 96 shares, 96%, keeping two for himself, and he would be giving 94 to Putin. And there's more evidence. 
Kolesnikov and Shamalov were recorded apparently discussing $440 million of investments belonging to Putin. They referred to Putin using a nickname, Mikhail Ivanovich. Shamalov is still a trusted Kremlin insider. And in that recording, he was discussing Putin's secret fortune. Finding evidence like that about Putin is not easy. He used to run Russia's intelligence service. He knows how to hide secrets. Few from his inner circle ever talk, but Panorama has tracked down one who will. I've come to Nice in the south of France to meet him. So I'm at the hotel and we're about to be picked up and taken to the interview location. But the truth is, we have no idea where we're going. We certainly don't have anything like an address. And the reason is probably because the man that we're on our way to interview is on the run. He was one of Russia's richest and most important men. But he fled his homeland and says he can't go back. His driver has brought me to a secret location. This is Sergei Pugachev. He says he helped Putin become president. They were friends. Their children played together. I had a very close relationship with Putin. Putin consulted me. Putin confided in me. Pugachev took Putin to see one of the presidential palaces. Of course, this was an absolutely new world, new life. And of course, he was astonished by it. In that first term as president, what was Putin's attitude to money? I think that Putin was preoccupied with the issue of wealth from the start. I think that for Putin, this was an important factor. We talked about it. He didn't hide it. He knew he wanted to leave office as a wealthy person. Vladimir Putin has come a long way. He wasn't born rich, and to understand him, you need to go to his home city, St. Petersburg. This is where he grew up, there on the fifth floor. Putin's family had one room in a shared apartment, no hot water and a shared kitchen in the corridor. Vladimir Putin grew up in poverty. But it was in St. Petersburg that Vladimir Putin first tasted power. Back in the 90s, not long out of the KGB, Putin became a deputy mayor. On his watch, millions of dollars disappeared from public funds to a company called 20th Trust. 
The detective who investigated says Putin was one of those who benefited. Hey, Andre. He says Putin ended up with a property in Torrevieja in Spain. If 20th Trust is building a villa for Putin in Torrevieja, is this Putin personally receiving the money or not? In my opinion, the answer is straightforward. But the criminal case was closed after Putin became president. Zikov says he was forced into retirement. The Kremlin has denied the claims, but Spanish investigators reveal the details of wiretapped phone conversations between Russians who've been linked to organized crime. They can be heard discussing Putin's property in Spain. One of the gangsters says Putin's house is in Torrevieja, the same Spanish town Zikov had identified. It looks like Zikov was right. Putin got a house in Spain. So in St. Petersburg, Putin learned how to profit from power. He also built a loyal team. After he moved to the Kremlin, they came with him. The men closest to Putin have been with him for years. They were with him here in St. Petersburg, and they've stayed with him ever since. And this is the group that he trusts and that he rewards. And this is the group that runs Russia. Putin's lawyer at the town hall became president and then prime minister of Russia. His former deputy also served as prime minister. The chief of staff at the town hall now runs Russia's anti-drugs agency. His former assistant now runs the biggest oil company in the world. And his former economist now runs the biggest gas company in the world. All of them worked with Putin in this building. They rose up together, they went with him to Moscow, and they have been a very stable elite. This whole group who grabbed the commanding heights of the Russian economy, they all worked together in a very small office, in fact, in St. Petersburg. And as president, Putin was at the center of this new elite. He had power and access to the super-rich. You can see how Putin used this by looking at his relationship with Britain's most famous Russian, Chelsea owner Roman Abramovich. Now, he was one of the unwitting donors to Putin's palace. He thought all his cash would be spent on health care, and he gave more than $200 million. Abramovich's role was rather simple. He provided $203 million. So were these oligarchs effectively just paying tribute to Vladimir Putin? I think this is exactly what they thought. Abramovich and other wealthy Russians are expected to pay for important projects like hosting the 2018 World Cup. 
Ну, да пусть... Пусть раскошелится немножко. Ничего страшного. Мне будет. У него много там денег. But we have been told about a gift that can't be explained away as good for anyone other than Vladimir Putin. A $35 million yacht like this one, given by Roman Abramovich. And our source is the man who managed the yacht. He fell out with the Kremlin. He's a wanted man in Russia, and he's living in the UK. Hi, hi, Dmitry, I'm Richard. Yes, nice to meet you. Dmitry Skarga says he helped oversee the transfer of the boat from Abramovich to Putin. I was on board of this yacht at the end of March 2002. Uh, in Amsterdam, and uh, there was a representative of Mr. Abramovich. Skarga says the yacht was given to an offshore company, but the real owner was President Putin. Vladimir Putin visited this yacht, uh, definitely no, uh, at the autumn of 2002 in Sochi. This yacht was maintained and paid for running costs from state budget. Why would it be kept secret? because it belongs personally to Putin, not to the state. We've seen documents that appear to support Skarga's story. Roman Abramovich's lawyers said the claims were unsubstantiated, little more than a rehash of speculation and rumors. But they didn't specifically deny that he had given President Putin a yacht. hardly blame Abramovich for wanting to keep on Putin's good side. Standing up to him can be dangerous. Масштабы коррупции в России в районе 30 миллиардов оценивается долларов. Это 10-12% ВВП. This is billionaire Mikhail Khodorkovsky publicly challenging Putin about corruption. This is where he ended up. Kordakovsky was jailed for tax evasion and embezzlement. His business was taken by the Russian state. The beauty of the system is that it's organized and run according to the old adage, for my friends everything, for my enemies the law. The message that Putin chose to send to all of them was that I can put you in prison for anything. I don't need to have a watertight case. So that is the genius of the system. Sergei Pugachev claims he lost his business too. He started a multi-billion dollar compensation claim against the Russian state. But the Russian authorities accuse him of stealing billions of dollars from a bank he used to own. There is no court in Russia. That's why I went to the international court. I am convinced that I will win. The Russian state says that you effectively looted your bank after it was bailed out by the Russian central bank. Did you do that? 
Well, of course not. These are absurd accusations, not substantiated by anything. We don't know who's telling the truth about Pugachev's fortune, but the allegation is clear. Putin controls the super-rich in Russia. People who possess a fortune, a large business in Russia, realize that they do not own this because everything depends on Putin. They depend 100% on his mood. For those who've been in Putin's circle, the benefits have been immense. A cellist who is godfather to Putin's daughter has a valuable stake in a major Russian bank. A neighbor has an even bigger stake. Another neighbor ended up running the railways. A childhood friend has made a fortune from government contracts. And his brother has made even more. The Americans say this is how Putin's Russia works. We've seen him enriching his friends, his close allies and marginalizing those who he doesn't view as friends uh, using state assets, whether that's Russia's energy wealth, whether it's other uh, state contracts. He directs those to whom uh, he believes will serve him and excludes those who don't. And if you want to make money in Russia, this is the industry. The nation's greatest riches are in oil and gas. Russia exports well over a billion barrels of oil a year. And here too, Vladimir Putin has been accused of taking a cut for himself. Putin came, he established a system where high-ranked officials actually want to control vital strategic assets. What we have now are well, a bunch of shady guys who barely appear in public and uh, who control vital businesses linked to the state, which makes one think and wonder whether they are real beneficiaries of their business or somebody uh, super powerful is really behind their back. I've come to New York to meet a man who says Putin took a slice of his oil business. He's yet another Russian who's fled abroad. He says his life has been threatened. This is his first TV interview. Max. Hi. It's me. I'm Richard. Max Friedson started his business in St. Petersburg when Putin was deputy mayor. Putin gave him a monopoly to supply oil to the local airport. But he says the help came at a price. I know from my business partner that Putin asked for a share in the business. Initially, they were asking for 15%. He called them greedy bastards. He managed to talk them down to 4%. Obviously, this wasn't registered in any official papers. The Kremlin says Max's story is untrue. But the Americans have highlighted another energy company that they say Putin has links to. It's 
called Gunvor. According to the Americans, Putin had secret investments in the company. What exactly do you mean by investments? Uh, we believe that it's a place where he's stored money. And how, how much money would you say? I can't give you an estimate on that. Gunvor told us these claims were illogical and preposterous conspiracy theories and that President Putin does not and never has had any ownership in Gunvor. The Americans insist they're right, but they haven't provided any evidence. It's important because Gunvor has traded much of Russia's state oil. It's made big profits, and nearly half of the company was owned by this man, Gennady Timchenko, one of Putin's friends. He's now sold his stake. It's said he's worth $10 billion. And he's on the US sanctions list. The Americans claim his activities in the energy sector have been directed by President Putin. Has Gennady Timchenko been holding wealth for Vladimir Putin, do you think? It's, uh, I don't know if I would put it exactly that way in terms of holding his wealth. I can say that he has been tremendously enriched personally by Vladimir Putin, as have another handful of people in Putin's inner circle. Uh, and of course there are allegations, suspicions that he holds tremendous amounts of Putin's wealth. Gennady Timchenko's lawyers said the U.S. has never produced any evidence and its claims were propaganda in which our client is a collateral target. Mr. Timchenko categorically denies that President Putin has ever controlled his assets or enriched him. But two of our sources say Mr. Timchenko was very much under the control of Vladimir Putin. Ah, no. Uh, from Mr. Timchenko himself, that uh, you see, sometimes he could uh, just pointing up in, in talks and saying that uh, uh, everything is controlled by Mikhail Vanich. Mikhail Vanich is a nickname for the Putin. From the very start, Putin understood that money which Timchenko is managing, one way or another, without any doubt, belonged to Putin. It was never a secret. Mr. Timchenko's lawyers say our two main sources are not credible and may have access to grind. President Putin denies all the allegations in this program. His spokesman declined to answer our absurd questions because the issues we had raised were pure fiction. This all matters because President Putin is one of the most powerful people on the planet. But he's been accused of using that power to enrich himself on a vast scale. I started arguing with Shamalov, and he said to me, who do you think you are? You're a serf. The Tsar, he often called Putin the Tsar, the Tsar made a decision. Your job is that of a serf, to deliver. 
Some say Putin can demand anything he wants, so almost any figure for his wealth is meaningless. Putin considers everything within the territory of the Russian Federation, everything that can be converted into cash to be his own. How would you describe that kind of wealth? Describe as a kind of Arabic fairy tales. So it's just with the fingers uh, sleep and uh, everything is arranged. <laughs>